Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sussman, the Wolf of Oakland, and I've got with me returning for, I think it's third time, yeah. Sniper, Barry Spears. Barry, what's up, buddy? Not much. How's things, man? Man, good, good. I'm getting yeah. all getting all hyped up for the for the Breeders' Cup. The show is getting hyped up for the Breeders' Cup, but we're also getting hyped up for uh, the month of Pop and Locktober. And like uh, every guest, uh, oh, doing Barry, the robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So I, I said this with Ren Carruthers the other day. Like, if you're not doing like the the mechanical like hang and, and dangle arm with the robot, dangle, you're, you're just doing it wrong, man. I feel like, you. Yeah. I mean, every time that 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 jam comes on, you just gotta pop. Lock. Yeah, man. Yes, and it's my birthday in October, so you know. Yeah. October is the best. This you is know, so all every- the sports are in play. We got baseball we got football we got hockey we got breeders cup which is in november but yeah it's close enough you have the day <laughs> on twitter that is completely devoted to barry's birthday as i found oh, out last man. year man it's you're <laughs> loved you're a loved good that's sir. cool man I, I appreciate it you know it, it's like one of those things you never really know until you know and one time was when i was sick uh two years ago that I, I figured out that, that people were really, um, you know, kind of following me and and kind of, you know, wanted to wish me well, which was really cool. And then, you know, every time my birthday rolls around, it's like, it's nuts. My Twitter is crazy. I, I should just stay off Twitter <laughs> the day. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just randomly pass along. You stay off. I'll just relay the good messages to you. Like yeah. the ones, the ones that go. like people put thought into it. Yeah. The other ones crazy. I don't see anyway, because the underbelly of horse racing twitter i have pretty much blocked and they're like the only people i block i really don't block people but right they, i was sh- they, they earned you. that they earned that one you know That's about right. my early days on twitter you know I, I don't know if you were following me back then but yeah it, it used to get pretty nasty people used to just randomly just say crazy stuff to me and i'd say crazy stuff back <laughs> I, I mean, as you, I think, I think you're pretty much bought and paid for if you say something just absolutely crazy to me. Like, you better, you better be ready for oh, yeah. like, yeah, the tweet yeah. equivalent of like a naked man covered in shit coming at you. That's that's what I'm throwing back. 
<laughs> yeah, they got all they can handle, and they didn't want any more. So we're good. Are you pumped for the uh, for the Breeders' Cup? Where I Absolutely. think it's sixteen days away by the time this airs. Uh, yeah, you know, it seems to be everyone that I've had on recently. That's that. I've talked to about the breeders cup. There seems to be like one consensus thing that they're, they're ready for. And that's for flight line to do something historic in the classic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, we don't really know who's going to end up there besides the four obvious horses that are going to be in it. Um, but it could unfold a whole bunch of different ways. I mean, yeah, of course, a flight line is the top of the the class and, you know, the prohibitive favorite going into this. But, um, you know, there's, there's horse, great horses have been beat before. It's true. I, the, I think a lot of people are going into this thinking that it's going to take some sort of like major geological event to keep flight line from winning like it will take like a sinkhole like consuming <laughs> consuming like just flight line you know kind of like the nbc show like la brea or some shit like that sort of like he'll have to fall into the past into another dimension via sinkhole um you know i, I actually i think it will be a pretty good race i'm not sure if anyone beats flight line but I, I think like life is good being in there makes it pretty interesting yeah because you know it it it, it you know, the pace scenario, what's it going to be? I mean, is Flightline really going to go head to head with, with Life is Good? Right. Or is he going to get too far back and Life is Good kind of runs away? I, I mean, there's a there's a whole bunch of possibilities here. I mean, there, there could be a case where they hook up at some point around, you know, the far turn and somebody else comes running. Right. Rich Strike again, you know? Oh, God. Oh, man. If I lose to that horse a second time, like, especially when I felt so just like locked, like about a, without a furlong to go, I was like, oh, well, I'm cashing all sorts of stuff here. Here we go. And then here comes here comes Rich Strike to do just that. Uh, oh, well, you saw the gif that, you know, that video I put up on Twitter. That was that my wife taped that and I had no idea she was taping that. So. Speaking of unexpected results, we are trying a new format tonight on the Notorious OTV slash this morning, whenever you're really listening to it. So we've been doing the pick fives, the pick fours, the bigger horizontal sequences. And so I had the suggestion, hey, you know, why, why don't we, we look at an entire card, talk about what races you're going to play and, and why and what your bets would be. And so we're doing what I'm calling bankroll building Wednesday, where we take a look ahead at a Friday card on a Wednesday and come up with our best plays for the card. It's a $100 uh, you know, bankroll that we, we have to put in play. And it's just, you know, picking out the best races, why we like them, why we're going for why we're going for the play and uh, you know, what what we're going to do for each and then we'll keep track of it. We'll see how we perform if we're we're in the in the black or not. And uh Barry's was generous enough to be my first guinea pig on on bankroll building <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to be a trailblazer. I'm gonna be the first to do everything. Yeah, if I could, but I'm I want to be the first Sesums to dunk from the free throw line. I'm just afraid it's not in the cards, though. Depending on the size of the court, there's there. there hey, I mean, you see where they can make miracles with needles all the time. <laughs> I, I can get some Ja Morant flubber shoes and maybe get there the you go. Done. So we are going to be taking a look at Keeneland's Friday card. That's Friday, I believe the 21st. 
of October. Man, this year's gone by quick. And we're going to be giving you our best plays, $100 bankroll, any bet welcome, any race welcome. It's just a free-for-all. It's like a battle royale of betting. When we get back on the Notorious OTB, we will kick this off. We will be right back. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. If you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Oh, when Biggie says, oh, it's time to play some horses. So... I got a little preview of what I've got, what what Barry's got. And so we're going to go kind of sequential through the card. So uh, Barry didn't have any plays for the first race, but I did. I actually did play race one. And I'll go ahead and tell you what I'm what I'm corking up here, which is a $5 exact and a $5 daily double. And I'm using the same horse to kind of key these plays off of, uh, to key the exacta and key into the daily double. And uh, what I'm doing is I'm using the number four Keystone Field. Now, this is an eight and a half furlong, $62.5,000 claiming race. And uh, with Keeneland, what I've seemed to notice and what I think pretty much everyone has seemed to notice on the main track is you want to be pretty well Fordly placed. You need to be on the pace or just right off of it. And so I picked out Keystone Field, uh, Keystone Field as a horse that could be sitting very close to that early pace. Uh, it's a Mike Maker horse that's uh, getting a big drop in class to the, uh, for this uh, for this race. I love the workout pattern. You got a bullet work, two works back, followed by a couple of leg stretchers, and should just sit, stock that pace from the inside, and be forwardly placed enough to strike in the stretch. And as previously stated on other shows, I am an absolute simp for Kentucky Downs shippers. So I'm using that four Keystone Field in a exact a keyed over the three and the six. And then in the daily double, I'm keying Keystone field in the second race. I'm using the eight wildcat girl and the nine. That's how she rolls. Cause either of those look like they could be speed or speed of speed in that main race where I expect to see the winner come from the front end. So I'm in it for $20 so far of my hundred dollar budget with exact at $10 total and a $5 daily double $10 total. Very counterpoint. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you you, you got uh, in the second race that you used the Charlestown Shipper with the Charlestown Jockey named no less. Interesting. I mean, it, it, I think it more of came down to like a, a, tra- a track bias play. Is I, I thought that these two would definitely be sending for the front, and if they definitely send for the front in this main race, then uh, I mean they've got a good chance of, of holding all the way around. So yeah, sure. def- using the Chucktown Shipper. Uh, I mean, that's a price. Yeah, I mean, you're automatically gonna get a price. You know, yeah. whether the horse can run or not is another story, but um, you're definitely gonna get a price because nobody, you know, you know how the blue bloods and the Kentucky people are. They're 
they're kind of snobby when it comes to to you know their territory. West Virginia shippers, yeah, yeah. I I I I think a lot of people just dismiss that horse off of that alone, which might not be a wise thing. I, I mean, it looks like that horse has some speed. So. Do you have any thoughts on Keystone Field in the first? The horse that basically is is who this the both of those plays just entirely run through. Yeah, I, I, that horse looks very interesting. I, I I mean, I I'm gathering that that race at Kentucky Downs was just a, a prep for this one because the horse hadn't been out in a while, um, and this is like Maker's bread and butter. You know, second off the layoff like that, a long layoff. He usually pops. This horse has some good figures to go back to i think the horse zoomer to the inside um will probably be a little bit over bet i think so too i actually i really liked zoomer i was on zoomer for its last race when it won and then i was on zoomer even when it entered in stakes company uh and i think that if there were any other track that zoomer probably would have a pretty good shot to to maybe get up and win this like if zoomer was running at, at uh a, you know uh the back Belmont race with the aqueduct booty. Um, then I think that I think that Zoomer would have, would actually be in a great spot to win, but I, I, that's why I went with the, with Keystone field. Yeah, no, that's definitely, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I am the self-proclaimed, uh, professor of the no chalk zone, I guess you could say. So I'm on board as long as it's not chalk. It's all yeah. good with me. We'll see. It could it could end up chalk. And I'll say the reason I think the reason I picked this race was for one, um, I am too impatient to wait later in the card. And for two, <laughs> I especially when I'm playing this sort of format, I actually really like shorter fields where I can really just kind of nut up on a on a big, you know, exact or a big daily double where, you know, I, I, I don't have to pick the winner out of like 13 horses. I've, I've got like six where I can, you know, take a shot at. So that that's why I chose that race specifically. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny because I typically find it the opposite. Like, shorter fields are tougher for me because I just want to pick one, obviously. And usually in short fields, I tend to pick the wrong one because I'm not betting chalk. Or I don't say not bet. I just reluctantly bet chalk. Uh, not me, man. I'm a chalk-eating weasel. Uh <laughs> So I still I've got one more play before Barry even got his day started, which uh, was race three. Uh, I I've got a five dollar win and a five dollar daily double play. So I'm into it for fifteen in this race. Uh, I'm looking. It's a eight and a half furlong, uh, twelve point five thousand dollar claiming, and I keyed in on the five carry on for Joe Sharp uh, with Tyler Gaffleone up. And I actually, I, I decided to, instead of, you know, playing a daily, well, I am going to play the daily double, but reminded myself, you should probably win bet some of these horses, playing the old pick one. And I thought the carry on could, once again, stock behind a really hot pace, get a nice little ground saving trip on the rail, uh, you know, and then whatever I daily double, I'm going to also use the one, which is... Uh, Miss Super Saint, and I'm doubling to a horse that I absolutely love in the fourth uh, for for uh, Steve Asmussen, uh, which is uh, Sunset Town, which we I'm, I'm sure we will talk about more. But that's the play there. A five dollar win on Carry On with a daily double one five Miss Sunset and Carry On to uh, Miss Super Saint in the fourth. 
you know, uh, doubling into a main race, I feel like I'm going to get a little bit of a price, uh, even if it's with the combination of Aspison and Santana. Yeah, I mean, that race is, it looks like it might be a pretty good race, um, just in general. Uh, a lot of well-meant horses that might, you know, in the fourth race that that might have a future. Um, so I, I, you know, usually when, when everybody's on a certain horse or a favorite, usually in races like that, the favorite doesn't win. Sure. Um, you know, everybody's got the wrong steam and they, they gravitate to a horse that probably may have needed a race or, you know, was very well meant, but just doesn't show up for whatever reason and, and probably bigger things down the road. Um, that's what I kind of bank on in those kind of races where nobody has any form or one race, stuff like that, you know, it, it's, it's tough, but you definitely want to get paid for your opinion. Yeah. So that was my play for race three. Where'd you, where was your first play again? Race four. Go for it. Hear it, man. I ended up on number six recon um, for Keith DeSormo ridden or James Graham is named on this horse, but um, I, I just think that they gave this horse a, a race. Um, back in September 8th, this horse ran at Kentucky Downs, six and a half. Kind of made a nice little move on the outside. It was, was kind of close up and then just faded. Um, but I, I really think that that was just a, a, something to get the horse on the track just to, to get a little bit of experience. But this is the race that they were pointing for all along. Um, Keith DeSormo does pretty good with turf to dirt uh, horses. He's about 26%. Uh, these are young horses. So, you know, I took a look at the dam's uh, information. She's got three winners, one stakes winner. Um, I think all systems are go, especially, you know, with, with all the bigger names that are, are around and in this race. You got a couple of Asmussen's, uh, Ron Moquette, uh, you know, so... Doug O'Neill has a horse in here, Brad Cox. So I don't think this horse is going to be, you know, bet down to favoritism unless the steam is just ridiculous, which I don't, I don't gather. I think they're going to bet the, uh, the Brad Cox horse. I think you're probably right. I, I do like the, this move here that you're taking, especially cause you have an exaggerator baby that was run on turf, you know, first out be it, albeit though a Kentucky downs race, which as previously stated, I am a simp for Kentucky downs shippers. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it, it's staying, it's sticking at the same dif- distance. Yeah, I think this exaggerator baby is going to like the dirt a little bit better. And then you factor in the Keith DeSormo turf to dirt move. I'm, I'm seeing him at 26%. It's actually a positive ROI move for him. So I, I think you're right. I think you do get your your price here. Um, I I had a play in this one, and it's basically just a $20 win. I'm taking that, that horse number 12, Sunset Town, that I'm doubling into here and really just trying to hammer that opinion that this uh, this – ass man baby is going to run just you know out of its head and for one it's got the the ass man power move going it's uh you know bullet <laughs> bullet work then two leg stretchers which is just seems like his horses are always ready to fire and then if i have a horse you know if i have a horse that i want to go fast on the front end there's nobody i want on it more than uh ricardo santana jr because he's at his best when it's no thinky just righty <laughs> yeah and and honestly that that last work the one at keeneland um, kind of caught my attention too. So, you know, it's a tough race. That's a, that's a really tough race, the fourth race, but you know, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to get paid for my opinion. So, you know, we, we tend to no chalk it, no chalk. 
we don't like that. I have days. I have days where it's like, nah, man, nah, nah, I don't want, nah, man, I don't want any chalk. Fuck no, don't give me any chalk. Uh, and then I have days where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna eat the chalk and try to make make money. You know what's funny about that? You know what's funny about that is, you know, I I like to say when chalk wins, I lose typically. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of those things as horse players that, uh, you know, like a psychological barrier, where you you know. Being a non-chalk player, you have to understand that you're going to lose and you have to be okay with conceding certain payoffs, even if you, you know, it's like, man, that was nice, but it was chalk. So, you, you know, you have to be comfortable with that and comfortable being able to, to just kind of push that aside and keep moving. Um, it, it's definitely a hurdle that I had for years and years. Um, but now that I'm comfortable with it, it changes your perspective a little bit on, on how you approach the races. Cause I mean, you, you raise an interesting point, which is you can't bet all of them at the end of the day, you can't bet all of them. And so you can't, you can pl- play your long shots, but if you're going to play your long shots, don't spend the money to just sit there, try to protect yourself against chalk right. that, you, that you think could beat you. Right. You're taking money out of your pocket. Yeah. Cause I mean, if it, cause one of those bets has to lose. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, if one of those bets loses, which it's guaranteed that it has to, even if you win with one of your bets, it's all you're doing is diluting your profits that you could, you know, pull in. I mean, reduce the overhead essentially and, and increase the profit. Thin to win. And you know, that that's, that's basically the, the primary reason why I don't box horses and exactus. I pick one maybe play a couple underneath and, and go with it. It's well, you know how there's a time and a place and everything. And that place is college. Like I feel, <laughs> if I feel like if, if I have like a crazy race where I've got like three huge prices that I love, I will, I will box that exacta. But the majority of the time I'm playing like a keyed exacta with maybe one on top and two underneath, or if it's, you know, even crazier than that, I, I go uh, two on, you know, two on top with a couple other wheeled in, underneath but majority i like to just take a stand on what my opinion is going to be and then fill in who i think is going to fill you know finish second underneath yeah i mean yeah that i mean i'm the the that the way you describe the way you play exactas is just how i play them one on top two underneath and go with it with a win bet if i like the horse enough um and then then we go in there we're rocking and then doubles you know that's usually how i do is is i'll, I'll have one or two horses a day like that that i'm just gonna kind of cover everything with well we are rocking and rolling through our bankroll builder wednesday keeneland friday card uh getting our plays in we're gonna take a quick break here at the notorious otb and when we get back we've got even more plays that's right we haven't blown through our hundred dollar budget yet no i am damn no i haven't even given out my double oh shit go that's okay we'll do it after the break oh okay okay that's what they call a tease in the industry yeah. Yeah. All right. We will be right back with more Notorious OTV. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick em contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250K plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN 
at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Are you ever watching a movie and it's in subtitles because it's in a foreign language? You just think to yourself, damn it, if I just learned this foreign language, I could watch this movie instead of reading it. Well, if you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, they use AI for their same lesson plans, but... Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for 55% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's mine. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. And if you were with us before the break, we left you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Harry's got a big, sexy double to get out, give out here. Barry, what was the play? Yeah, so we're going to use that horse recon that I was talking about, uh, the Keep the Sermo Calumet Farm horse. Uh into the fifth race and i have two horses here that that caught my eye uh the five easy time who is coming off a layoff for sherry devoe and this horse has some races to go back to uh back early or actually late 2021 kentucky downs ran a couple pretty good races over there uh kind of got lost in the shuffle against private sector uh, at Saratoga, but it had a nice run at Woodbine. Has some races to go to. Um, just hasn't been out in a while. This horse has been laid off since June. Um, Cherie does pretty good with these kind of runners uh, that, that have been, you know, away from the races 90 days plus. And, you know, I, I didn't think she was a complete lock here. So we also used the Judmont horse, uh, number seven, Simburu, coming in from Newmarket. And basically, I mean, this 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 one wasn't even a, a thing, just a European turf horse coming over to the States automatically has an advantage. And that's what we're going with. I, I don't know if uh, Sam Buru is going to be bet. I, I gather he might just based on the fact that he won his first three starts, then kind of rose up in class in a, in a grade three didn't run that great finished sixth out of i think 13 horses or 15 and then ran again at Newmarket um in a in a handicap and and ran up the track but seems to uh, to to have made the trip here um 
in August sometime and, and put in a, a steady work tab up until October 16th. And there was a nice uh, 48 and four breeze at Churchill. So I think um, this Bill Mott horse is going to be ready. Bill Mott with Judd Mott. I mean, I don't know how how much more classic it gets for for a turf race uh, in the United States than that. Uh, when you can you know putting putting Bill Mott with with the you know the the green and pink of the Judd Mott silks, and I mean, you gotta love that it's a Kingman horse as well that should mm. be able to ha- handle the distance. Absolutely no problem because this is a little bit of a stretch out for it, I believe. Uh, yes, first time you know, Lasix also, and that was another thing that my eye. Gotta love that move coming from coming from the UK or from any where they don't typically race with Lasix. Throwing on the Lasix for the first time is always it's always something that I keep an eye out for. I, it, to me, it's it's like the uh, you know the Charlie Appleby or uh, uh, Aiden O'Brien speedball is what I call it. Is when they they get them here and they <laughs> throw them on Lasix for the first time. Those horses always seem to be pretty dangerous. I I like that you are playing this turf race. And the reason being that I actually avoided all the turf races when I was putting my my plays what? together. Here's the reason. I feel like because I understand the track bias with a with the dirt racing that it was smarter for me to invest in things that I felt like I had a great idea of what was going. However, I love your strategy of using the turf races and the reason being that you're going to see some some prices in these in these turf races. Yeah, absolutely. Always. I mean, you know, it's, it, these these turf races are very very tough um at Keeneland always like in even in the spring. Uh so, you know, you, you tend to get decent prices uh favorites get beat because they're they're facing tougher fields than they they usually do. And uh, you know, this Samburu horse, I almost just cold decked it to that one um but i i do think sheree's horse has a has a shot easy time my issue with sheree devoe is i often get her confused with marie laveau the voodoo queen of new orleans and i'm not sure how well how well she marie laveau trained horses but i feel like sherry devoe like she she trains a pretty good horse yeah she definitely does all right Absolutely. so did you have any uh, – were you just ending out your double in uh, race five, or did you have yes. any other straight-up plays? Nope, four and five. So recon to Simburu and easy time. You got anything for race six? No, sir. I do. This is my biggest play of the day. In fact, race six, it's a six furlong, $50,000 allowance, and I am just unloading through the three for Tom Amos, uh, Don Lant. Uh, this – Running style just smacks of perfect for Keeneland. And so I'm keying in with a $5 win. And then I'm also playing a $5 trifecta. This will end up being a $30 play with three keyed over four, nine, and 12, with the four being HT Exena, the nine, a fleet Arlene, and the 12, Shania. So I'm hoping that if I, my trifecta whiffs, that at least with the $5 win, that I'm going to get a little bit of that investment back. But I think Don Lance sits a perfect trip right behind a very hot pace, very, very close to the place, pace in a stocking position. So I love it to win. And then what I'm trying to do with the, the underneath horses, like HTX Xena, the number four, uh, should be closing into the pace uh, late, which 
you can't, it seems like closers can't get up and win, but they can definitely get up to round out the exacta or sneak into the trifecta. So that's the horse that I want closing in to kind of take, you know, those minor awards. Uh, the nine of Fleet Arlene looks like the speed of speed that could hold for a piece of the trifecta for the trifecta. I don't think that this horse has the the wind in, the, in its sails to take it all the way around, but I definitely think that it, it holds for a piece. And then the 12 Shania, uh, it's another horse that wants to come from slightly off the pace. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it's a little bit more likely than the HT Xena to actually, you know, get up into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, exotics. If, uh, HT Xena leaves itself, you know, just way too much to do. Yeah. I mean, this is another one, uh, you know, this is a, definitely a race to kind of attack. I, I stayed away because I, I really couldn't formulate a, a good opinion on anybody. I did notice Dawnland, you know, um, does have a, a good running style for for the Keeneland Strip, but there there's there's a lot of horses doing a lot of different things in here, and I just I just couldn't pinpoint a a solid play. Um, just as a side note, the the double I gave out those are twenty five dollar doubles. Also, okay. people are are following along, um, so we got we got fifty dollars invested already. And I'm in with let's see. I'm in. I'm in for ninety at this point. I've only oh. got. I've only got. I've got ten left for the rest of the card. We're through race six, so we are going to move on from here. What's your next play, Barry? Uh, uh, race seven. Okay. And you know this is a maiden, uh, hundred thousand dollar purse, which is crazy to me. I know when I was starting, a hundred thousand dollar purse was like only stakes. <laughs> when I was playing when I was younger. Um, I ended up on number seven, Seas of Normandy. Now, I went up and down this this whole field, and, and there's, you know, there's not much form to go on. Um, but I did choose a horse that has run already. And this horse didn't run all that badly, despite um, not winning seven, seven and three quarters lengths behind, but got off a little bit slow, was wide, um, you know, broke out of the 11 hole and kind of ran on and, and beat everybody else. So they, they more than, you know, split the field and post a couple of bullets since then, or actually one on uh, October 16th at Churchill, one out of 41 uh, minute and three fifths uh, for five furlongs. Now, I like that coming out of the first race. And that speaks volumes. I think this horse is going to step forward. Now, whether he wins or not, because there's a lot of first-time starters here, there could be like a monster just waiting for me. But I think Seas of Normandy gives me the best chance. So I, for one, Larry Jones is very good at spotting up Phillies, but this one is a gelding. Mm. So technically no balls either. So no. if he's just good at spotting up the ball list, then bingo there you go this is your, this is your guy you also you've keyed into something and it's a angle that i really love for betting uh maidens uh is horses that have a real dirty running line their first time out and seeing a note that says things like a step slow bumped break any sort of issue that would cause them from not getting into their stride right away and then they, it looks like they just kind of pack it in and they just quit for the for the day 
to me, yeah, that kind of ran evenly the whole way around. Right. And to me, what that indicates is that you have a need the lead horse that knows it didn't make the lead and just kind of packed it in and it's ready to come back. I, if they had blinkers on this horse too, oh my God, you, you would have to, you'd have trouble <laughs> getting me to check my wheelbarrow full of money at the, at the door at Keeneland. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, I, I did find it a little bit bizarre that um, Bejarano doesn't get the ride back. Um, he ends up on a Nixito horse here in the 10. Uncle Charlie's gift. Um, but I think that'll help my price. Right. Nick Zito's got to win one eventually, by the way. He's going to get one at some he is. point. He is. I just hope for your sake it's not this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I got you. And then uh, you have a, a really well meant horse, I think, in Wayhill Road for Suge. Mm-hmm. But he isn't the greatest first time out this isn't his typical pattern uh for horses that win first time out for him but again shows up here quality road which to me says this horse might want to go longer all right so and what was your play again here remind me it is number seven 25 dollars to win like that seas of normandy Straight up, no muss, no fuss. This is a horse that I think is going to win. Let me take my biggest inve- or bigger investment, put it at it to win. And it's something you should get a price on because you've got Brad Cox in here. You've got, you know, you've got Suge in here. You've got Doug O'Neill in here. You've got all sorts of, you know, Rudy Brissett. Um, someone will throw some money at Nick Zito's way. Uh, you know, think, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of good trainers here, and I think even if this horse somehow ends up the favorite. I don't think it's a huge overwhelming favorite. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of what my angle was anyway. Um, but yeah, this is a tough race. You got Winstar horse for Brissette in here. So they're going to take action, you know? All right. We are going to take one last break here at the notorious OTB. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up these plays for the Friday Keeneland card. This is bankroll builder Wednesday. And we will be right back. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of all college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. Now, what is Odds Trader? I'll be damned if it's not just a one-stop shop where you can compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes, the promotions from sports books to get the best deals. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. And it's also got a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Listen, all this stuff, one place, where does it where does it get better? It doesn't. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are talking the Keeneland Friday card. We've got $100 budgets. We've almost run through it. We've only got a couple plays left. But you know what? Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Bonk. 
Killa. Now we finally actually agreed on a race that we're playing here, and it's it's race nine. So uh, as I like to live life like my mother is behind me with a wooden spoon. Uh, guess first, Barry. What'd you have for race wow. nine? Wooden spoon, huh? Oh, dude, wooden spoon on the back of your legs. Good God! I had a neighbor one time. Uh, she used to basically beat her kids with a wooden spoon and broke so many of them. And then she would ask me to, to see if I had one she could use for cooking. <laughs> Maybe just don't beat the hell out of your children. Yeah, I mean, you know, the kids had it a little rough. So, you know, I, I had built the bike for them. You know, they got a bike. She didn't know how to put the bike together. I put it together so they could play outside and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, she was cool. So we'll yeah. give her a pass. But That's, kids, spoons. Kids probably- it, it keeps kids okay. out of being on Maury, you know, for yeah. being troubled kids that, that need that need that sort of go to boot camp or things like that. Exactly. Um, so this is this is an interesting race, I thought. That's that's really why I, I, I landed here. It's an optional claimer for one hundred and twenty five thousand. The purse is one hundred and twenty. Again, it's wild. The purse, the purse structures is, is nuts. Uh, I ended up on number seven, Ice Orchid, for John Ortiz and Ricardo Santana. Now, this horse, I really like, uh, to be honest with you, even though the last time she was beaten by a horse that's in this race that you may or may not have used on your ticket, Dorothea. Um, But that being said, she ran pretty good last year around this time um kind of unveiled at oakland in the middle of their toughest part of the meet which i think is in the beginning um ran two really good races there and then kind of elevated it a little bit won one and then finished a distant second or seven lengths behind secret oath layoff you know from february 26th to, to september 18th and ran an okay race in the allowance race at Churchill. Um, you know, got a slow start and was blocked and bumped according to the the, the chart. Uh, and a slow start after a lengthy layoff like that is kind of expected. Although she was bet pretty good. She was bet down to two to one-ish, two and a half to one. Um so there was people on this horse. So I don't gather she's going to be a huge price, but I don't think she's going to be favored either. And I think, you know, second off the layoff is, is always a, a good thing to take a long look at horses that do that because they win a lot. Um, she has a, a steady work tab coming into this. And I, I think this is the right horse at the right time with the right rider. Everything is good. All systems go $25 to win on Ice Orchid. So I, I went one hole to the outside with the eight, take a stand. Uh, I've got taking a, a stand. Taking a stand. Yeah, exactly. I, I got the $10 win. So first off, I, I love these connections. Uh, these are when I see this name on the owner line in Kentucky, it's one that I always take note of. And that's G Watts Humphrey. Uh, I hope the G stands for gangster. Probably doesn't. It should. But we can dream. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like to take a stand. I, you know, 
uh, you know, like the connections, definitely get some class relief, sort of similar to uh, like Ice Orchid, who ran in the Honey Bee, which, by the way, your horse, Ice Orchid, for one, oh, God damn it, I love short leaf stables horses. Uh, that's that is just like the cream <laughs> of the crop for like Arkansas breeding. They they do so much great work in Arkansas with their Arkansas breads, especially when it gets to, to Oaklawn time. And then if when you look at Ice Orchid, what I really like is, I mean, if you look through those those past, you know, past performances, some of the names that that hit the board in there, you've got a whole lot of graded stakes company that that horse has been been racing against. But I went with take a stand. The horse gets some class relief, was running in kind of black type stakes at uh, at uh, uh, Ellis Park at Churchill Downs uh, is definitely trending up, just keeps, you know, increasing speed figures, you know, each race after coming back off the layoff. Uh, where it, you know, won, but it won due to a disqualification and then because it was bumped and then each time just kind of incrementally steps forward, steps forward. And the works are just so perfectly consistent, just constantly throwing out four furlong, 48 second works. Like that's, I like to see that where I can just like insanely consistent workouts, not these huge peaks and valleys between, you know, bullets and then like, about five seconds off of a 12 second prefer long pace and everything. So I, I thought take a stand, you know, definitely getting the class relief, great works pace wise. Another one where I think is going to stay within like a length or two off of the early speed. Uh, and if there's, it seems like there's a whole lot of early speed where if people are just betting front runners and all of these races, then they're going to get burned a couple times because it's going to be enough where it falls off the pace. And it's not so biased that you can't have a horse coming from a length or two off. And I think also I'm likely to get a price on this horse because the horse drawn immediately to the outside of that is Falconet for Todd Pletcher with Tyler Gaffleone up another Windstar farm horse. Uh, that's, you know, ran in the, the uh, Iowa Oaks at a Prairie Meadows uh, ran in the, uh, the Seneca over at Churchill Downs and has been running extremely well. But I, I think you can get the better of it because that Falconet looks to be a horse that's going to get caught up in that early pace. Yeah, even outside of Falconet, Hoodooland has some speed for Suge. Um, like you said, there there seems to be quite a bit of speed here. And I, I like where Santana has the opportunity to place this horse because, you know, you have Frippet down on the inside and then these two horses on the outside. It kind of, you know, creates a little pocket there. And, and that's where I, I would want to see uh, Ice Orchid at um, and then trying to get first run on everybody and, and finish it off. So that $10 win, that wraps me up. I'm in for $100. I'm going to recap my plays here for everybody. Uh, started off with race one. We've got an exacta for $5, four with three, six underneath. Uh, a daily double, four with eight, nine in the next race. So a total of 20. Uh, race three, a $5 win and a $5 daily double uh, on the five and then a one five with 12 daily double. So that's a total of 15 race four. We slammed the win bet on the ass man horse, $20 to win on number 12. Uh, then the big swing comes in race six with a $5 win on number three. And then a $5 trifecta three with four, nine, 12, four, nine, 12. Uh, and then race nine, we finish it up with a win on number eight for 10 bucks. Barry, you want to run through yours? Sure, absolutely. So we're going to go with race four to start it off, the daily double. Uh, number six is the horse recon that we're going to use there. And then in race five, uh, we're going to use the five easy time. 
and the seven Samburu, and those are $25 doubles. Uh, so that's $50 out of the bankroll there. Then we go to race number seven. We get a $25 win bet on number seven, Seas of Normandy. And then skip over to race number nine, where we got a $25 win bet on number seven, Ice Orchid. So I, I think the, the good takeaway here is that while we have the same budget, we have this, all the same races to play, there's always just so many different ways to, I mean, we'll say it, even though it's lame, skin a cat, basically, with, <laughs> with with how you play these cards. Like, you don't always have to play the pick five. You don't always have to play the pick four. There, there are spots where you can make, you know, attacks where you feel like you've got your strongest opinion. Because with pick fives and pick fours, you're always going to end up playing races where you really just don't have a strong opinion. Some races, uh -huh. even though you probably shouldn't play the sequence you might have no opinion on some of those races. Yeah. And that happens a lot. And, and usually what people do is they default to the all button, which I absolutely despise. I don't like it. I would never use it because I know mathematically that every horse does not have an equal shot at winning. So there's some I'm going to eliminate, even if I get beat by them, that's okay. Um, I, you know, that, that goes back to the whole psychological thing that I was talking about earlier. I'm okay with that. Um, because it was the decision I made at the time, you know, hindsight obviously is, is better, but I'm never going to go all because it's just, you know, mathematically, it just doesn't make any sense. So, and I also, I mean, just looking at how we distributed our, our hundred dollars through these races. So uh, there a clear difference there. So I, I kind of took a couple of like pit, you know, pit, piddly shots compared to what Barry had with some of these like $25 daily doubles. But at the same time, I mean, they're a little, I mean, they're stronger than the base. They're things that I like, but I always feel like I've got a little bit of an out, you know, down mm -hmm. the road because I, if I miss on one of, you know, a huge play, then I'm not necessarily out of it. Whereas Barry opting to be just utterly, you know, confident in his pick and say that these are the horses I know that are going to win. And let me go ahead and just slam this play through here. It could be that by the time this is over, we both end up with the same amount of money. Say I hit like two <laughs> yeah. or three of mine, you hit, you hit yours. Like we, we could be both, you know, just sitting at the exact same total, but it's, you know, it's all a matter of taking your best opinion based on what you know about yourself as a handicapper. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the hardest thing. And I say this all the time. I think I said it the other day on Twitter, you know, handicapping, you can teach anybody. You can teach anybody how to handicap, how to find a favorite, and work backwards from there. But betting and teaching people how to bet properly enough to make money is very, very difficult. And that's where I spend a lot of my time. So, you know, pinpointing horses that are a little bit off the beaten path isn't as difficult as betting them. And, and people tend to forget how, you know, this game is about betting and betting to win rather than the handicap side, and i see people just handicap and like oh yeah man i went over to in three hours on the card and you know that's just too much i mean at least for me i it may work for them but like you said everybody has a different style different way of doing things and you know honestly <laughs> that's how i got my nickname the sniper is doing stuff like i did today that's right i you can call me shotgun buckshot <laughs> Buckshot, Buckshot Wolf here. Shorty. Buckshot Shorty. <laughs> it's, 
I love it. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, the first Wednesday bankroll builder edition of the Notorious OTV. Uh, big success. Big success. Yeah. It's, uh, I agree. I, I'm I here. I, I picked, picked the right person to, to join me for it. Uh, Mr. Barry Spears, who, I mean, for one, you have to follow because uh, as he definitely proved this last weekend of football, he is once again the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan. Uh, with his uh, crying Alabama and his crying Kansas City chief uh, chief memes there. Yeah. yeah, usually they have to do something that, that was outlandish in order to get the had-to-be-done tweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mahomes throwing that, that pick late. What Alabama was, losing after getting a gift – being gifted a touchdown by, by gifted Tennessee. Gifted is a great word for that. Yeah, absolutely. What Still I, lost. What I love about that result is that it very much keeps my Hendon Hooker for Heisman uh, future ticket uh, alive. Okay, that's what's up. I dropped that right after the Florida game. I was like, this is the guy right here. And I hate Tennessee. I hate Tennessee. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm all over that. So give Barry a follow at Urban Handicapper. That's U-R-B-N. H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-E-R on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's like, you're you're all over. So what are are your other socials? Where are all your – Oh Where man, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, Snapchat, whatever you whatever you, you can find me anywhere. You either put in Barry Spears or Sniper or something to that effect, and I'm sure you'll come across me. I, most of my stuff has the same uh picture on it. So there we go. Fine. And you got any uh I I know you're out here uh streaming, uh doing all sorts of stuff with uh with a lot of great handicappers that, that are out here in this Twitter space. Uh you got anything good coming up lately? Um, I'm actually doing something for, uh, Maryland million, uh, this weekend. I'm actually going out of town. I'm going to Mobile, Alabama for the, for the weekend, uh, to see my son. His birthday is today. Happy and, birthday, Barry's uh, son. Yeah. He, he's still in a school up in, uh, Pensacola area, but we usually, when we go see him, we'll stay in Mobile because it's a little bit chill. Yeah. Um, so we're going to hang out for the weekend and, you know, I'm I'm gonna actually probably bet these before we leave um, on Friday, and just kind of see the results when we get to the hotel. Because these ADWs have figured out our trick. Just log in through the mobile site so you can still get get your get your bets in. Uh, they figured yeah, it out. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> I, I learned that on a learned that on a trip to uh, to the beach with my family. I was like, all right, I'm out of the state. Here we go, mobile. Oh no, they figured it out. End of action. Yeah, they there's ways around that. I mean, we could we could talk off the offline. Yeah. I could yeah. tell you how to get around that. Like <laughs> the dark web. Um, <laughs> that's gonna do it here for us at the Notorious OTV. Give me a follow at of Oakland on Twitter. Also, give the show a follow at Notorious underscore OTV. Like the show, review it, subscribe, do all that stuff. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. We're going to be back talking about a horizontal sequence for this weekend. Track and guest to be named. We'll catch you next time.